Hello everyone and welcome back to the memoirs through a blind woman's eyes and today we're going to do the second part of my two-part series on the positive influences in my life in 2019 with the people that have made an impact in my life this year that I never have met yet. These are the people that have really been supportive that I haven't met. They have done something for me this year to help me in some way, shape, or form, but I have never gotten a chance to meet them yet. And there are a few. <laughs> there are a few, and I want to get this done. I'm recording this the day before I'm publishing it because I don't want to forget anyone, and I'm afraid if I fall asleep tonight, I might forget a person. So I decided I'm going to pre-record this because knowing me, I might. Because the way things have been going lately with me, yeah, you know. And tomorrow I'm going to try to debut, well, try to pre-record the singing one. I tried it today and I put in a couple songs. I couldn't remember the lyrics to them. And I was singing it and it was like, yeah, it didn't turn out so well. So I'm going to try it again tomorrow after I get the Christmas one done. So we'll see. If I don't, if I don't, if I screw it up really bad tomorrow, I'm going to wait till after uh, next week and try it again. So we will have it though. I already have the intro set up. It's already scheduled. I just have to get the songs up. So the positive people that have impacted my life this year that I haven't met. I want to put in a couple of people that have followed me on Twitter that basically are following memoirs. Carl Grantham, for one, my newest follower has been so supportive. Like I said, most people would, they'd hear that this woman has a twisted sense of humor. You know, they're supposed to be a professional accessibility advocate, but yet they have the most sick, twisted, freaking dark humor you'd ever imagine. And most people would be like, oh my God, what is she doing trying to advocate? You know, what is she doing in this field? You know, but he didn't. He's like, oh my gosh, I got to hear this. You know, because he hears me on streams and I'm not my typical self. And, you know, neither is Jesse. But we're both advocates. We both have our dark, sick, twisted sense of humor. We're some fucked up individuals. I'll say it. But we love it. We're not, but we're not psychotic. We're not out to beat the crap out of somebody or kill somebody or whatever. We're just having fun. You know, it's all in, it's all in fun. And Carl's like, well, I want to hear about this. I want to I want to be a part of it. You know, and I don't share memoirs with just anybody. And for you to be in that circle, you know you've done something right. And he has. He's been so supportive and so cool. And you know, it all started with his contest entry of talk, telling his doom story. That's all, that's all it took. You mentioned doom to me and you're already my friend. <laughs> you know, you talk, you start talking the video game doom with me. Okay. You're already in my circle. Cause, uh, I'm a huge doom fan. So there you go. But you know, he is a cool guy. He is totally a cool, cool dude. And so I definitely wanted to put him in this list. Doug Couch. He is another friend of mine that is an amazing, amazing person. You know, he 
is so freaking cool. Not only, guys, not only did he encourage me to start memoirs, that wasn't the first thing he encouraged. Oh, no. No, sir. Doug Couch was another person besides Steve Lesh that encouraged me to pursue Jesse. Yep, you heard me. Doug was another one of my supporters that said, you're going to end up with this guy. He, he had more faith than I did, to be honest with you. And, and I have a strong faith in God, but I did not believe that I was going to end up with Jesse Anderson at all. But Doug did. Doug kept saying, you know what? You are going to end up with him, girl. I'm telling you, I know it. I just, I feel it. I know it. You know, he's like, you're going to end up with Jesse. I just know it. And this was in June, I believe, is when we started talking, I believe. Because it wasn't July, it was June. But, because it was, yeah, it had to be June because A4G was born in May. But he heard us on there together and he said, you know, you two are going to end up together. You're already podcasting together. He says, I could just see you two together. I can just picture it. I could see that, you know, you guys are going to end up a couple. I just know it. And, you know, when he sent me that Metallica song that day, I was on the phone with Doug. I was talking to Doug. And I remember, I remember this so vividly because Diane was like, hey, that damn guy better not be sending my baby girl any love song, blah, 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 blah. And Doug, Doug was, oh, he was getting her going. Oh my gosh, you guys, if you, if I could have recorded that day, oh, it was so fucking hilarious. Oh, I wish I could have been recording memoirs that day because it was just so fucking hilarious. Doug's like, yeah, don't worry, Diane. He's like, she'll be Jesse's girl by the end of the month. He'll be her man by the end of July. And, oh, she was getting aggravated. Oh, it was so funny, guys. I was trying so hard not to wet myself laughing because, I mean, I was trying to st stay straight-faced. No. He was half right. I ended up his girl by the 1st of July, but still, it was July. <laughs> but it was so funny because she just, oh, my God, she went nuts. It was so funny, though, because she's like, he better not be sending my baby girl any love song. Blah, 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 blah. Wah, poor baby. Wah, wah, wah. Cue the sound effect. Anyway. Then, another person I have to bring up is Kurt Lesh and Nyana, which I haven't met. But, you know, I, I did say hi to him uh, April, I think it was. Because those are, that's Steve's son and daughter-in-law. Who, you know, they've basically been really supportive of the whole thing. Like I said, they're, they're the family that I never had. And I, I tell you, like I said in, in the first episode, I'd adopt them in a heartbeat. If I was, if I was to be theirs, I'd, hey, I'd be their family member. I wouldn't mind it at all. Not at all. Because they are, the boys are like brothers to me and Steve and Nancy are like a, the mom and dad I never had. So, there you go. Nicole Holder is one of my best friends. She, oh my gosh. Well, it started, I met her, uh, well, 
I seen her on YouTube last year. She was, she's a reborn mama and her and this other woman, and the other woman is the one that actually introduced me to her in the first Dagon place, Lulu Hartgen and Brian, her husband. They are reborn parents, Lulu and Brian, because they can't have kids. And they're both blind. Nicole's blind, and she's married to Brad Blair, which, so she's actually Nicole Blair, but I, I basically know her as Nicole Holder. But basically, she helped me out a great deal this year by stopping me from having basically anxiety attacks. When, when I found out, basically, when I was disowned, I, something made me get a hold of Lulu, and I said, hey, I thought I'd let you know, because I promised her I would let her know if something ever happened, and I said, Lulu, I got news for you, I said, I hope you're sitting down and you're ready for this, you know, basically, and I told her that me and Jesse had gotten together, and she just went apeshit, and she was all excited, oh my gosh, that is so awesome, I was like, could you please let Nicole know? Because I knew Nicole, what I knew, I wasn't going to be able to get a hold of Nicole right away because uh, Nicole was just getting back from a trip visiting Lulu. So I was like, uh, "Can you? Because um, you would know better than I would when to get a hold of Nicole." So then I sent her a message the next day when I figured it was safe to contact her, because I figured, okay, you know, you just got back from a trip. Uh, I'm going to wait a day, maybe. Because that might be a little safer because I know you're on the ground and you're probably home by that point. So I sent her a message and she told me she literally broke down in the airport when she found out. Because both of them had wanted me successful. They wanted me to get the hell out of there because they didn't like where I was at at all. Both of them. They would tell you. If I interviewed both of them right now, they would tell you they did not like where I was at at all. And Lulu had, back in January, had given me a beautiful little reborn baby girl that of course, sadly I had to leave behind because yeah, you know, but Nicole was kind enough to send me a little boy that I absolutely adore. And I paid for shipping for him. You know, he was a foster child of hers. And then she got this other little boy that was also a foster child that I adopted as well. That was a friend of hers child. And so I ended up adopting him. And also then I ended up adopting a couple more, you know, it just happened where I got these few little reborn kids and toddlers for my collection. And which really, really helped a lot. That brought my depression level down a lot. Because they, yeah, I know they're not real. I get that. Okay. I get that. Everybody seems to think that people that have reborns don't know the difference between real and fake. I know it's a doll. I'm not stupid. I'm not retarded. I wasn't born yesterday. But holding them it's almost like because they're weighted down it almost feels like a real kid because they have weight to them and they look realistic the the one lady that came a couple weeks ago to clean before we left was like oh my god they look so real she's like i was wondering why your kids were just sitting there 
then I realized that they were dolls and she, and I told her what they were and she's like, Oh, okay. You know, she's like, that's kind of cool. And you know, she's asking questions. I don't mind answering questions about reborns. I have no problem with that. But I, what I hate is when people diss that, that just irks me because you know, some people can't have kids or some people collect them because they're wonderful works of art we know the difference between real and fantasy. Yeah, I sit there and I hold them a lot. But you know what? When you're under stress, you need something to calm your ass down. You know? And not only that, but... You know, I'm 35 years old. Okay? And Jesse is 40. By the time, okay, let's say we were to get pregnant right now. The first kid would be born at 36 and 41. Okay, that would make us 50. I'd be 54, he'd be 59 when the kid graduated. We'd be in our late, me almost mid-50s, him late 50s. That's a little, that's a little much for a kid. And to have more after that, we'd, he'd be in his freaking 60s. With little kids. That's not fair to little kids. For their parents to be that old by the time they graduate. So, as, as weird as it is, and I don't give a shit if somebody thinks I'm weird... That's my way of holding a little one because there's no way I'm going to try to get pregnant at this age and have kids at this age. We've already discussed that. Yeah, we did. We both talked about it. We don't want to put a kid through that. You know, so... I mean, that's Nicole and Lulu are positive influences because they've they've made it to where I have, even though they're not real, I have the feeling of basically holding a little one. And I've held little ones for real. But it scares me to have a kid and then they grow up and they be uncomfortable because Dakota was uncomfortable with Diane and Alan being their age when he graduated. And they're in their 50s. Diane was 38 when she had Dakota. Three years older than me when she had Dakota. And he flat out told me it was uncomfortable. And that made me realize, okay, I can't do that to a child. I'm not going to make a child feel that uncomfortable. You know, and even she said that. That, that he mentioned it. And I hate to say, but I bet you that hurt. But you know what? I'm not putting a kid through that. It's not fair. And not only that, but I've also heard that a woman's eggs age. So we could have a kid with Down syndrome or something like that. 
And I, I do not, do not want to put a kid through that. I'm not saying I wouldn't love my kid if they had a Down syndrome or something, but I wouldn't put them through that. That's why I have reborns. That way I can experience it even if it's fake. And if somebody wants to make fun of me, then they've got problems. They should be grateful that they can. Because you know what? Nobody wanted me when I was younger, so I couldn't have kids. So eat it. That's all I can say is eat it. But anyway, Nicole and Lulu helped me through all that with, with these beautiful reborn dolls. My friend Darren helped me when I was stuck in middle of Nowhereville. I had somebody to, to yap with and vent with. You know, I was able to laugh with him and vent with him and have fun with him. He's a cool dude. He's from Canada. And of course, you got Carl from the UK. Lulu's from the UK. My friend Kyle Kogan, who is from Australia, that I've never met, was another one I yapped with a lot on Twitter, which was really fun. Ugh. And of course, I cannot forget two of my favorite bands. One's from France, the other one from California. Doolin and Gaelic Storm. Total awesome bands right there. Amazing. I cannot forget those guys at all. Because they helped me through some... Bad shit in July. Because that's when I was not getting supported and I was hiding. And the only time I got out was when I went with Steve anywhere. And I got to hear them and they calmed me down the day that I was really stressed out. On the day that I literally had a fucking meltdown at Steve's. Steve saw me had a mental breakdown. He saw me have a mental breakdown right at his house. And I remember he sat me on, he sat on the floor at my feet and he says, you know what? I promise you, hon, we're going to get you to Minnesota to be with your man. I promise you. And then that next month in August, boom, I was up here. But when I went there, when I went to the Celtic Fest, I'm surprised I wasn't red rimmed because I had bawled my head off that morning. I even cried on the phone when I was talking to Jesse. But, you know... I never, I, I didn't meet Doolin and I didn't meet Gaelic Storm. Maybe one of these days I will, but I didn't yet. And that's why they're on this, this list because they really help. Their music really, really helps. Let's see who, la, 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 la. I'm trying to think. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's see. I'm trying to remember who else I could put in this list. Oh, Ian Hamilton. Definitely Ian Hamilton. The man who, one of them who encouraged me to get my profile pic on Twitter. 
and also really encouraged me when I became an advocate. He was really, really encouraging. Daniel from Sequence, yeah, the, the developer of Sequence Storm. I don't know why I said from Sequence Storm. That was dumb. The developer of Sequence Storm because, you know, he's really been a positive influence because the simple fact he's he's made it, he's shown me that, you know, hey, I can play mainstream games. It is freaking possible because there's accessibility features in one. He has put so much effort into his game, and I've absolutely loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I cannot believe, holy crap, it's going to be a year old in two days. Jesus Christ. That's just insanity right there. Let's well, Bill Gardner for basically following me back on Twitter. One of my other favorite developers that developed my fa one of my favorite horror games. I got to say one of my favorite because I have a few now. <clears throat> Dread Halls. <clears throat> Amnesia. Anyway. Yeah, Dread Halls. Damn game. Got, got hooked. Help. I got the hooks. Ouch, the hooks. Anyway, also, I have to throw in there Harry from Pitch Black and Dave from Falling Squirrel. Would love to meet them because they are just two of the coolest people. And Dave from My True Sound. Haven't met any of them three. But they're also developers who, two of them I've interviewed, Harry and Dave from Falling Squirrel. I've interviewed both of those. But... The other Dave I haven't interviewed yet. I was going to before we left, but didn't get a chance. It, things were just so hectic. But getting to talk to him, you know, getting to talk to them. And it was funny because I remember when, when we announced that we were together, when me and Jesse announced it on A4G and then announced it on Twitter, Dave, Dave goes, I knew there was some spark between you two. I knew it. It was so funny. It was just it was just absolutely hysterical cuz just to hear a developer say it just cracked me up. Um but yeah, those guys, all of those guys that have you know been so cool. Um trying to think who else I am trying to think of my buddy Joe Quirk from Mental Vision Games he influenced me to even start podcasting because I wasn't even thinking about podcasting and if he wouldn't have gotten me into podcasting I wouldn't have met Doug because I wouldn't even had A4G at the time but yeah Joe Quirk, my buddy. Thanks, Joe. You know, he was he was a huge influence in my life. And I cannot, I cannot forget my buddy Zach from WoW Such Gaming. Because, holy crap, guys. I mean, I still cannot believe that I got a follow from that guy. That, wow. 
literally stay wow. That's what I always says, stay wow. <laughs> but still, that just shocks the crap out of me. And like I said, pay it forward. Like I'm saying in A4G last week. You never know what a little thing you say to somebody might lead to. And that's another person I would love to meet. Because he is one cool dude. He seems like a boatload of fun. He just does. I'm trying to think who else. La, 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 la. There's more of Jesse's family that I'd love to meet that I haven't met yet. Because they have just opened their arms up to me. Like accepted me with open arms and you know there's more of them that I haven't met yet that I can't wait to meet that'd be cool to meet them um oh my gosh I'm yawning again sorry guys I'm trying to think who else I'd want to meet that I haven't Or that, that have influenced me that I haven't met yet. <laughs> Trying to remember all this to try not to leave somebody out. These are not easy episodes. Trust me on that. It's, it's difficult to come up with names. Oh, Rhonda Del Baccio. I cannot forget Rhonda. Oh my God. Because uh, Rhonda is a blind author. And she is also a psychic medium. Yep, you heard me. I can talk paranormal with somebody. Woohoo! You know, and she has been there helping me through this mess too. It's like, never even met the woman. And it was funny because how, how that happened was I sent her a message on an email or, was it, or no, YouTube. Started on YouTube, of course. Because I found her YouTube channel first. Where she has a golden retriever named Gemma. Where did she get them? Leader doll. So I contacted her. Well then she sends me her email. And I sent her an email. Well I couldn't. For some reason the email link didn't work. I don't know if it was. It was probably me. It was probably my fault. But I sent her a LinkedIn message. Or sent her a friend request on LinkedIn. And then I sent her a message on YouTube and let her know, you know, that I couldn't, you know, for some reason I could not get the email to go through. And, um, well then I sent her a message on LinkedIn. I found her on there. So then she sent me a message back and gave me her number and said, Hey, you can call me. So then I call her and we've been buddies ever since. And I mean, it was, it was you know, she's, and this was June, I think. I think this was June as well. And it's like, that is the coolest thing freaking ever. And we were on the phone for a long time talking about leader dog, talking about, you know, paranormal stuff. So cool. So freaking cool to have a friend that's a medium. That is, that is neat as shit. I gotta say, that is the coolest thing ever. Because a lot of people look at me like I'm nuts. And again, I don't give a crap what people think. This is my audio journal, and I'll say what I want to say. But, yeah, I do believe in the paranormal, and I'm not afraid to admit it. And that's another thing I love about Carl Grantham is he does too. So, 
I happen to have followers that want to hear about it. So there. <laughs> if you don't, don't listen. <laughs> and I happen to know Doug does as well. So there you go. And Carl, if you want to hear some of my paranormal stories, check out the Doug Couch show. I actually have a, and I will say it, I'm not afraid to say it. I don't care anymore because, hey, you know what? If you want to hear some of the crazy paranormal stories, I haven't decided if I'm going to ever tell them on here, but if you want to hear some of my crazy ass paranormal stories, check out the Doug Couch show. I have an interview with, with um, Doug on there and it's pretty damn good. If you, if you can't find it, let me know and I'll, I might even just send you a link to it because it's pretty cool. But yeah, that's, that's another person that I haven't met yet. Those are people, and it's funny because they're all in, in close proximity in a, in a, if, if we did a trip. So yeah, there's a few of them that are in a close proximity that are in the United States that I'd love to meet. And there's a few advocates, of course, I'd love to meet. Of course, uh, Sightless Combat and Cherry. Cherry's cool, like her. Because she influenced me to talk more on Jesse's stream. She's like, we love hearing you in the background. It's great hearing your voice telling what's going on. That's when I started interacting a lot more when he did his HyperDot demo stream. Then... Uh, let's see. Uh, of course, I'd love to meet Liam Irvin because Liam's cool. Liam's a cool dude. But yeah, those are people that, because Liam was another one that just started talking to me out of the blue. And I'm just like talking away, having fun. Those are some people that. I would definitely, that it basically helped me out in some little ways. My friends Mike and Kev, they're two friends that Mike kind of helped me to open up a little bit. And Kev, you know, Kev was just a cool dude. He was another one that really encouraged me to go after what I wanted. I mean, he had a crush on me, but he felt that, you know, me and Jesse were a better match, and that's why he didn't pursue it as much as he wanted to. You know, and Mike was another one that had a crush on me, but I unfortunately had to... I was, at that point, I wasn't ready to date. And... So I basically didn't pursue that. That and I was really wanting Jesse, so I didn't want to hurt Mike by saying... Oh, well, you know. And just and break his heart. You know, I just didn't want to hurt him. But I also knew how my family was and I didn't want them to hurt him. I, you know, I, like I said, I warned Jesse before we got together. I warned him. <laughs> you know, when we got together, I, I, I did. I, war I, I warned him. Just like I warned Mike. Because Mike was wanting to get together. And, you know, it, it, I knew, and I had told him, I was talking to him this year and he says, man, if I would have just shut up about things, you know, 
And I said, bud, no offense, it wouldn't have mattered what, if you have bad habits, if, if you have certain things wrong, whatever. I said, it ain't going to matter with them people. I said, Mike, they didn't want me happy anyways. So it don't matter whether you have a, a quirk about you, whether you're, you know, blind, whether you're whatever. They're going to find something wrong with you no matter what you do. So it's not something you said. I said, Jesse didn't do a damn thing wrong. He didn't have a quirk. But to them, he had all kinds of quirks. I said, everybody's got a bunch of quirks. Just ask them. We all are quirky. But, yeah. So, yeah. Those were the people that basically influenced my life this year that I have never met. Hoping to someday meet some of them, if, if at all possible. And you just never know. I'll probably come back with updates letting you know if I have met anybody that influenced me in 2019. So I will chat with you guys tomorrow.